Welcome to the For What For Who podcast hosted by me, Courtney Croucher. This weekly podcast will cover everything revolving around living intentionally through bouncing relationships, self-love, professional career, health, wellness, and so much more. This podcast is for anyone who wants to exude main character energy, live their life unapologetically on their terms, and go after their wildest dreams. Every episode includes actionable takeaways to upgrade your mindset and life to encourage you to be in the driver's seat of your life. If you're looking to upgrade your life in any way, you're in the right place. Subscribe to hear new episodes from myself and special guests every every Friday on all streaming platforms. Thank you for being here and let's get into the episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning into another episode. Happy fucking Friday. It is October 1st and is it 8 a.m. on October 1st, the day that this podcast is supposed to come out and I'm re-recording because I hated the sound of my own voice in the other episode and I just felt like it was dull and not relatable. Well, yes. And I woke up this morning with the scent of the aroma of my DHA lingering on my self-tanner that was marinating all night and the pumpkin spice coffee. And I just felt like I had to re-record, you know, give the people what they want. And what I want to talk about today is not only a little life update, but also what it's like to live as a single 20-something-year-old in a new city. Because there are things that arise that I wish someone who told me, you know, things like loneliness and stuff like that, but also the amazing self-development that can come with that. So with this podcast, that is what we're going to talk about today. I am feeling Friday morning chaos. If you can't tell by this intro, I'm just on a different level this morning. You know what? I think part of it is because I ordered a big girl purchase. I bought the Dyson Airwrap. It is something I have wanted since the day it fucking was released. And I was going to purchase it for my birthday this past July, but they were sold out everywhere. And like, I get this as least relatable content because it is a $700 hair tool, but I've been wanting this for so long and I'm not someone for designer things. I don't care about really nice shoes or bags or things like that. I like things that make my life easier and this is one thing that I've been wanting for so long. So I tried to buy this like Amica blowout brush thing. It sucked. It was only 120 bucks and I was like, oh, I'll buy this. Uh, If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see my stories of me absolutely shitting on it. And then I was like, screw it. I'm buying the Dyson because it was in stock and it felt like a sign from God. So I bought it. It's on its way. And I feel like that's what is really keeping me moving this morning. It's like adrenaline running through my veins because I got the text that it is on its way to my house. Delivery is coming. And I don't know how to deal with myself because I think the God complex that I already have acquired from God knows what, I guess just being a Leo, I don't know how this is going to affect it because I think it's only going to make it much worse. Like I am ready for the best hair in the world. Now I could tell you in a week that that was actually the worst purchase and I ended up returning it, but Based on everyone I know who has it, everyone I've seen who has it on TikTok, because the TikTok algorithms just knew I needed it in my life. And this girl that I saw in the change room of Equinox, she gave herself the most amazing hair in 20 minutes. And it inspired me because I was like, I want to be you. And there's nothing more motivational than seeing someone you aspire to be. And she was just in the Equinox change room using her Dyson Air Wrap and giving herself an amazing blowout after a nice workout. Like, I was just like, you know what? 
I want to try what you're trying and I'm, you know, drinking the juice. So we're doing it, but I'm just really on one today, but I am so excited. I don't know why I was really, so I recorded this uh, the other day talking about loneliness and moving to a new city. It was just so boring. Like I was trying to listen back and you know me, I don't edit my podcast too much. I really don't listen to the podcast. I typically just verbally vomit all over the mic and then I black out and don't remember what I said. And then someone's like, oh my gosh, you said this in the episode. And I'm like, what did I say? Because I really just don't remember. And I talk so much that God, it's hard to retain what I say. But I really just, I was flipping through and I was like, I really didn't love that. And I didn't make myself laugh. I didn't enjoy it. I don't think I would have listened to it as a listener. So I had to really self-reflect and decide that I was going to do another episode. Yes, it is more time consuming, but we are here because I just can't put that into the ethernet. Like, oh my goodness. So now I feel like I'm in a different energy, which is more podcast friendly. You know, the other day I was having a bit of a mental breakdown because I was like, how the fuck is it October 1st? And I'm pretty sure I wind on for like the other episode for like five minutes about how I wish that it was still summer. Now, do I miss summer? Yes. But what I've, the conclusion I've come to is that it's October, (laughs) like wake up call court. It is October 1st. And the summer is not coming back. If you want hot girl summer, hot girl summer is a mentality. You don't have to have the weather to correlate. Also, like I'm now that I'm out of university, I'm like, well, fuck, I could fly to Miami. I could fly to California or Florida, whatever. I guess Miami is in Florida, but you heard me. You know, I could go somewhere where it's hot and it's summery and experience summer for a week. Like nothing's holding me back from that other than the coronavirus Delta variant. But you know, one day. And that's the thing. Like, it's not about the fact that the weather's changing. It's about that life's changing. And that's where the deep stuff comes in. But more beyond that, I think it's one of those things where it's fun to avoid our deeper issues. Like for me, I had the most fun summer. I worked hard and I played hard. And unfortunately, four day benders are just not sustainable. And it's not the life that I want, but I had so much fun doing it. So I definitely feel like I'm in this place where I'm like, God, I wish I could go back to that. But in reality, no, that is not me. And that is not what I would want for my future. Now, what I mentioned at the start of this episode is that I want to talk about loneliness and like moving to a new city as someone who's like single in their 20s, because I think I have a very unique perspective to offer on this because not only am I kind of sharing my experience publicly, but also just being someone who has always been a very independent person to experience a very new chapter alone, like living alone downtown in a new city. It's been really interesting. It was, there's been some things that have actually shocked me. So I'm actually excited to share with them because I wish that these were things that people had warned me or I maybe listened to before I made this move. But however, I do not regret my decision in any, any way. It was more of just all these things that I was like, oh, I wouldn't have expected this. However, you can't know until you know, you know, it's one of those things where you have to experience it to really fully capture it. Cause there's a lot of things that I'm sure people have told me that I just didn't listen to because I didn't relate to it at the time. So one thing I want to start out with is just a recap of what my experience was. So I've always been growing up a fairly independent kid. I really like floated my own boat. Um, Like my mom would tell me like, 
no, no, like you should wear this. And I'm like, absolutely not. And I would wear like jeans with a tutu on top and like some random shirt. I thought I was like the fashion icon of the early 2000s. And I really like kept that energy growing up and just like really did what I wanted to do. Um, I would look at the kids if they were finger painting. I was like, absolutely not. I'm not getting my fingers dirty. Like I was just so... I don't know, stubborn for one, but two, just like really like to do my own thing. And I really love that energy. I wish that I like when we're kids, we really don't give a fuck. And I want to continue to go back to that energy of like, no, I don't want to (laughs) and just do my own thing. But I growing up. So then high school, I had multiple jobs. I always have. I've been working. I want to say since I was like 12 or 13. And then I went off to university. And when I went off to university, I was financially putting myself through. I mean, my parents were helping as much as they could. And then I was living with family members for the first two years of university who lived in the city that I was going to school in. And that helped definitely transition into like the kind of new chapter. But I was definitely independent. I was navigating a new city. I didn't really know anyone going off to Western University. I didn't have any friends from high school or anything like that. A lot of them honestly dropped off. Like I don't really talk to anyone from high school. So it was one of those things where... I was definitely like, holy fuck, what is happening? Like, I remember being in a very anxious state. But the worst part, actually, of that transition was navigating how to drive through London, Ontario, because they have no highway, and I lived on one side of the city, and Western was on the other side of the city, and trying to navigate, like, the roads and just driving through was honestly probably the hardest part. But I was, you know, figuring that all out, Remained fairly independent. I mean, I did call my mom every day, and I still, to this day, call my mom multiple times a day. Um, And I'm very close with my dad as well, but he doesn't have an iPhone, and he's not with the fam group chat, and he doesn't FaceTime because he doesn't have an iPhone, which I tell him every day that he needs to switch. But anyways, we so when I went off to like university, I was really... Uh, dealing with so many other things that came with university that I don't feel like I thought about what loneliness felt like. I never, it never hit me the same like as it has now. When in the last two years of university, I lived with one of my best friends. We lived downtown London and that was a really great experience. We not only were best friends, but we had just a really good way of kind of living with each other. It was super comfortable. We very hardly fought. Um, We had literally, I think, two arguments in the two years that we ever lived together. And obviously, she was my best friend. So it was a really, really great thing. It felt like living with my sister. And when that kind of was happening each day, I had this really great blend of independence and having like a friend there because we had opposite schedules most of the time. We were both so busy with school and work and stuff like that, that we were kind of in and out. And I mean, I had fucking like three jobs. I was running the podcast and then doing a double major in university. So it was just like a lot. So I really didn't have a ton of downtime to really think about like my time off because I never really had that. But it worked really well because she and I had opposite schedules most of the time. Like I would get up really early in the morning to go to the gym. And then when, by the time I would get home and was getting ready to start my day, she was heading out to campus kind of thing. So we kind of had our own like space in the morning, which I really love that because we kind of had this just like silent agreement that we didn't talk in the morning. Like we would both, and that neither of us were mad or anything like that. We just kind of did our own things in the morning, which I really love that because I fucking hate talking to people in the morning, even though I love early mornings. I don't like 
like talking to anyone in the morning. So we like silently got that about each other, which was really great. And then, you know, we would be doing things in and out of classes all day, whatever. And then some days we would be finally like back you know, both making dinner at the same time and be able to have like a glass of wine and be able to chat and stuff like that. So we kind of had our alone time, but also had our time where we could hang out. And that was really nice because I never felt the like kind of darkness of living alone because if I wanted company, like I had someone there, but then if I wanted my space, we often, there was the times to be able to feel like you lived alone when one of us was at campus and one was at home and whatever. So it had a really good blend that way. And then when COVID-19 hit, I moved back home with my family. So I lived with my my parents, my sister, and my two dogs. So it was a full house. And the fact that all of us were essentially locked down during COVID was just like a lot. I saw more of them then than I had in years. And my dad worked at the hospital, so he was the only one essentially leaving the house for work. We all were either working from home or doing school from home or whatever. So that was really intense. And the whole time, I mean, I appreciate it now because... I don't think I would have ever had that time with my family like that if it weren't for that scenario. Like, we got so close. We bonded so much. And I don't think, like, if I had graduated university and COVID never happened, I think I would have moved directly out from London to somewhere else, either Toronto or Vancouver or something like that, where I would have never come back home. So I'm really, really grateful for that time. But a lot of the, near the end when I was um, basically near the end of like me coming to Vancouver, I was just, I could only daydream about being by myself. Like I could just only, I just wanted my own space, my own apartment, and it was all I could imagine. And I love my my family and my dogs so very deeply, but it was one of those things that I was just craving my own space and independence and to really start my life. And when I moved to Vancouver, obviously the thrill was there. Like I came here for eight days, I signed a lease. And then once I signed the lease, it took a while for the high to kind of come down. And I think it's just starting to kind of come down, I'd say in the last month. Um, Because when I got here, it was super fun. Then work was super crazy. Like I didn't really have time to think about it. And then the one time that I would say that it really hit was when I fucked up my ankle. I was rollerblading with a friend and I basically hit gravel and like fucked my ankle brutally. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast yet, but that was a bit of a wake up call because, you know, when you're, well, before I've always had a car too. So I've never had to like just walk around and I'm local to everything. So when you have two working ankles, it's not so bad, but not blowing mine out was awful because I lived alone in a high rise condo. I had no car, no one to live with me. And I also didn't even have a buzzer for my apartment yet because I, because I had an Ontario number, they couldn't give me a buzzer. So before I figured that out, I even getting like groceries delivered or anything, I had to like hop to the elevator and then go down the elevator and hop to the door to let them in. And it was just, it was so pitiful. It was just yikes, but humbling moments. But that was, I'd say the first time I really felt alone. But then luckily in the, my great timing, my mom was actually planning to come down literally like three days after I fucked up my ankle. So she was flying over for a couple days to come bring me some stuff and see my apartment and stuff like that. So that actually, I think, got me through that time. I don't think if if she hadn't come, I think I would have been way more of a mess than I already was. But once my ankle started um, healing, then honestly, like now I think about it in hindsight, it's kind of a blip in my memory with everything else that has transpired so far in Vancouver. But it's really funny when it hits 
the kind of loneliness that I've described. So when Google tells me that loneliness is the feeling of being alone, regardless of the amount of social contact, social isolation is a lack of social connections. Social isolation can lead to loneliness in some people, while others can feel lonely without being socially isolated. So it's really interesting when I've felt this like hit of and, and wave of loneliness because it comes up in random times and it's usually when I would least expect it because I'm really not used to this feeling. So definitely the hangovers, like the days that would be the Sunday scaries and then you're like, I'm alone in a new city and I would just kind of emotionally be a wreck because obviously alcohol does that to you in itself too and lack of sleep and all of that. But I'd say when I was hungover, I would definitely like get the most loneliness. Um, some long work days, like when I would, cause I work from home and I live alone. So if I like don't actively leave my apartment, I do not have any social interaction in real life. It's all zoom meetings and texting and social media, you know, and that's really weird. And even though I FaceTime my mom every day and stuff like that, like it's so strange not having that like physical interaction with people. Um, and I think it has a different exhaustion. I mean, I feel like there's articles coming out about how zoom exhaustion is a different thing. And I, at the end of a long work day, like wouldn't want to leave my apartment, but then there'd be, there could be days where I don't see anybody. So I'd say the thing that helped me move through that was actually getting a gym membership. I do have a gym in my building and I worked out from home for the longest time during COVID, but I just getting out to have somewhere to go, physically move my ass outside of my building, walk there and be able to like be in a gym not only has it been great physically but also mentally emotionally just being able to like have to interact with people even when I don't want to see people it's like good to get out so that's been really helpful um but also when I have long work days what I noticed about myself was I would actually isolate um because it was almost easy to like I would have a long work day and then I would be like okay like I don't want to do anything this is before I had my gym membership I would just fill my time with distractions. So like reality TV, which, you know, I'm a whore for reality TV. I will never apologize for that. But it comes to a point where I was actually trying to think numb out. Like I wasn't doing the things that I wanted to do in a day. I would just like lay horizontally on my couch and throw on some Bravo, which there's nothing wrong with that. But it was definitely like an everyday thing where I feel like that was just not serving me and it wasn't actually helping me and it wasn't relaxing. So I would kind of sit there kind of high, strong and anxious, but not actually do anything. So um, I think there's a difference in how you kind of approach that scenario. And also I would just like go through those days and then be really looking forward to the weekend and not really enjoying the time alone. So that's been really interesting. And I think it's really helped me question my sense of self and like my relationship with myself because it's really important to be alone. It's really important to be able to be an, an enjoyment of your own company and be self-sufficient. Like I'm good with, in terms of like cooking for myself and cleaning and all of that, like I'm very honestly psycho about it actually I'm constantly like making sure that I'm in a space that I really appreciate and I love having control over my own space because because I work from home and spend so much time here I like to make sure that it is the way that I like it where if I lived with roommates I think I would lose my fucking mind and that's why I chose to live alone but sometimes it is a little bit difficult and I think that the way I really noticed it was the end of summer. Um, I 
like had a situation that was also kind of ending. There was someone that I was like into and they were leaving. So it was one of those things too, where it was like, it felt like a very end of like a chapter, like the season of summer was gone. And I think that's another thing too, when you get like, um, physically attached to someone it's not even like them as a person but having someone to like cuddle and sleep over when you want them to is really convenient sometimes and it does it definitely avoids doing the work it avoids questioning why you feel that you need that why you feel some sort of like closeness when there's that even though um there was no actual like dating or anything like that it's just one of those things where having people around you you can get used to kind of just the distraction of it all And I know for me, meeting new people has been really actually surprising. I didn't know, well, I didn't really think it through, honestly, when I moved here, but I'm really impressed with myself on how quickly I was able to make such an amazing group of friends and continuing to meet such incredible people. Um, And I think a huge, actually, indicator of this, and I think the girls listening to this will find this very funny, is that I had this guy who came to visit me and he like showed me around the city. He used to live here and stuff like that. And he stayed with me for a couple days and he actually introduced me to this group of people and they are now like my best friends. But before, like when I met him that day and met the group of people that day, I didn't really like think anything about it. Um, no one exchanged numbers or Instagrams. And then I actually ran into them at a later date. And then now they are like some of the most important people of my life. So sometimes you don't need to have the man to have a meaning. Like sometimes they don't have any meaning in your life. It's really just got to meet the homies, which I think is very funny. But I definitely have put myself out there to meet new people, you know, being open to just like kind of going with the flow, which is really tough for me because I'm such a control freak half the time. But I have kind of started to set myself up in a way that has been quite successful and I'd like to share it. So I've kind of set the boundaries with myself now that like Sunday night through Wednesday, I don't do anything. I don't want to like go out or anything, you know, maybe for a walk or something wholesome in the evening, maybe. Honestly, with the sun going down so much earlier now, that hasn't been a thing. When I was in the summer, Monday through, or sorry, Sunday through Wednesday, like I would be down to go for a walk and watch the sunset. But now the sunset's so early, it's just not a thing. So I like to kind of keep those days, my like work days and like no social things in terms of like partying or going out for dinner or anything like that because honestly I work a lot I have a lot to do and I like to kind of have my alone time but then I make sure that I fill myself up with some plans either Friday Saturday Sunday like kind of be able to take the weekend to put some things in my calendar so that there is a blend you know so that it's not just like oh I wake up I read I go to the gym I work I do something by myself in the evening and then rinse and repeat. Like that would get really lonely um, very quickly. And it doesn't mean that I go blackout drinking every weekend either. It's more of just like filling with different social things. So like one weekend I went fucking um, golfing with my friends. Like that was something I don't do, but it was just so much fun. Some days it's brunch, dinners, whatever. Other times it is drinking. So it is super fun. And this weekend I'm going out with my girlfriends and I'm like super excited. That's tonight. That's why I have lots of self tanner on. (laughs) That is the Thursday routine is Thursday night. You do cardio, you self tan and you're good for Friday and Saturday. Um, but I feel like what 
the thing with meeting new people though is that you have to kind of be in a good energy to be able to attract the right people as well. Like if you're not open to meeting new people and having new people attracted into your life, then you're not going to set yourself up to be like an energetic match. And I think that's the one thing that I have kind of focused on was kind of making sure how I entered the social interactions and kind of self-regulating, like making sure that I am in a good mood and that people would want to be around me. And that at the end of the day comes down to me. You know, it's your responsibility to take control of your own life. You are responsible for your own life and how you feel and how you interact and how you show up in the world. So when it comes to this feeling of loneliness, you know, it's really easy to numb out. It's easy to numb out through drugs and alcohol and reality TV and like mindless scrolling and binge eating and all these things that don't serve us in the long run. Not saying that these things, you know, one random night is a bad thing. It's more of just if it's consistently every day where you're trying to escape the feelings that's not going to serve you. It's not going to help you develop either. Like I know for me, numbing out has never served me. And I, for so many years, have tried to avoid the feelings. And like for me, when I have a feeling that arises that I'm not used to, I am so quick to be like, why the fuck am I feeling like this? Like what is going on? Oh my gosh. And I overanalyze it rather than just like sitting and just questioning like, huh, I'm feeling lonely right now. Like what is going on here? And just kind of like, kind of just look around and be like, what has led up to this rather than this like really anxious, like, oh my gosh, I can't feel this way. And I definitely have noticed that that has helped me move through the feelings because you are not your feelings. Feelings kind of come through you. So you are not your feelings. The you're just the person who is feeling them. And I think that's really important to differentiate just because you're feeling lonely doesn't mean that you're completely alone and that no one loves you and stuff like that. That's the bullshit that we tell ourselves. That's the stories we have attached to certain feelings. And I know for me, something that is really easy for my brain to go to is the feelings of unworthiness, right? And that is why I focus so hard on maintaining main character energy and being really intentional with how I live my life because of those kind of default things that have come from when I'm a, when I was a kid, I guess. And that's the thing. Healing's not a, just like a quick process. It's a long-term thing. And you have to consciously choose how you want to feel and your thoughts and what you want your life to look like. So when it comes to the feeling of loneliness, it's one of those things where I would at first panic and be like, wait, why the hell do I feel like this? Oh my gosh, I need to do this. I need to do that. And that's like when it doesn't serve you and it never feels good. Like if you, let's say, feel really lonely and you call someone over to have like casual sex, you're not going to feel super fulfilled. It might be fun for 10 minutes if you're lucky. And then you feel kind of gross after because it just wasn't an intentional decision. It wasn't something that you consciously wanted. It was more like you would do anything just to not feel that feeling. So I think it's really interesting when you can kind of dive deep and be real with yourself on how that looks like for you. And I think there's really a tough thing too, when you're in different seasons of different people in your life. So for example, the people that I left back home in Ontario, like we're all in different seasons now. Like I moved to this new city and I'm definitely not being who I was because I'm in a complete different season. I was like very focused on Vancouver and work. And that's kind of become my personality lately. 
So for the people who are like either in school or they're still like working at a job, like maybe they're building their career or they work at a job that they hate or they're focused on their relationship or saving a ton of money or like whatever it may be, we might be on different seasons. Some people are kind of in the chill mode, right? And for me in the summer, I was like work and play. And it was a really interesting dichotomy because I was like super hustler nine to five. And then at night I'm like, let's go. <laughs> and it was very interesting. And I feel like I, that was not sustainable. That was a burnout waiting to happen. Well, I mean, I was burning out. Yeah. So it was just crazy but like not every friend of mine was in that same phase and it's hard to relate when you're on very different paths Um, but that that's life like everyone has different things and different priorities and different focuses in different seasons so I think that's something really important to recognize and when you're feeling lonely that's normal that's where like really some healing goes and I think that that was what what has been so transformative about moving to Vancouver, and I am homesick. I'm not going to lie. I'm very homesick. I'm going home in a couple days to go see my family for Thanksgiving. I'm taking a long weekend off, and I'm so excited because I not only miss my parents, I miss my dogs, but I also, like, I haven't seen my best friend who I lived with in London in over a year, like, physically. And because of the time difference and all of that, we actually don't chat as much. And I'm not a texter in any fucking way. If you text me, you know I take three to five business days to respond, or I never do respond until you text me again. So I'm just really bad at texting. I'm great at phone call and FaceTimes, but with a three hour difference, even though it's only three hours, it's like when I get off work, it could be sometimes around six or seven. And then that's like nine or 10 at night, Eastern standard time. So sometimes it can feel very difficult to connect that way. And I think that's also just another indicator of just being in your twenties growing up like post-university being in the academic space was so easy because you had to see people every day like you almost had to be in the same well I guess before online learning sorry guys if you're in college and you're like that's not relatable Um, but at least in my experience you know you had to go to campus every day to go to class and stuff like that so it almost forced me to be in those same circles and you would see people routinely because of those because of that thing you had in common where once you're out of university not only is the timeline just whatever you want it to look like but also the location kind of really changed and I know for me like when I graduated we all just dispersed and none of us were really able to say goodbye because we didn't have a graduation or anything because of COVID so it's super weird but you know we do have social media and all of that, which I think sometimes makes us feel connected, but sometimes makes us feel even more disconnected. Because I know for me, people I haven't talked to in a long time, if I see them like living their best life, of course I'm happy for them, but I'm also like, wow, there's so much I don't know that's going on in their life. Like it kind of fucks with me sometimes. And I mean, I'm someone who analyzes social media all the time. It's what I took in school. So I think that my brain is constantly wondering all of this stuff, but it is a weird feeling. And if you're feeling that way, you're not alone in that. You know, we're coming out of something, well, hopefully out of COVID-19 that like we've been traumatized for the last like almost two years, you know, this is something that's going to take a minute to kind of grapple with. And I know for me, my body is still like processing what the last two years has been and what has it looked like. I can't even speak anymore. But, you know, I think it's really amazing to have this new chapter. And when, if anyone would ask me, like, would I 
have made the move to Vancouver in hindsight? Yes. And the one thing I want to say about this is that you're never ready. Ready is a decision, not a feeling. I, if I had gone home after that trip to Vancouver where I was here for eight days, if I had gone back to Ontario and tried to figure out how to move here, I would, would have never done it. I would have talked myself out of it a thousand times because it just didn't feel feasible. Like, I mean, fuck, even real estate here. Like, if you want an apartment, you have to see it and be ready to put down a deposit and grab the keys like that day. It's the most insane, fast moving pace, like city. Um, and a lot of big cities are like that as well. But I just like when you're across the country, it's a very difficult to do that. And also when you're paying an arm and a leg to live here, you really do want a spot. Hopefully that's going to serve you for a lease, you know? So I had to be very just like ready to pounce on the opportunity. It felt like everything did come falling into place and just kind of served to me on a silver platter. It was like, all you have to do is say yes. And despite all the fears that I had and all the things that came up, I did say yes. And I wouldn't have had this learning experience without just doing it. So if you're sitting on something that's really calling you, even though it's a scary move or decision, I absolutely suggest doing it because there's no other way around it. There's no other way than through the experience, feeling, whatever it may be. Um, I am planning to stay in Vancouver for like the time being. I absolutely love it. So it's definitely something I'm working through, but these were definitely feelings and experiences that I didn't expect to have. And I'm so grateful to be able to go home and fly home. And I mean, it's a five hour flight. So it's definitely a weird thing where I can't just like drive an hour when, when I was in university, I could just drive an hour home. I had a car and I just hop in the car and go where now it's a lot more intentional of hopping on a five hour flight. (laughs) So you can't, when you miss people and you miss your parents and family and stuff like that, you can't just go home, which has been tough, but it's also made me a lot more self-sufficient and has forced me into really growing up into the independent bitch that I am. And I, I know I'm an independent bitch. I just, I've felt needier than I ever have, I'd say, in my whole life. But that's cool because it means I'm also allowing people in and allowing people to take more importance into my life and have more meaning in my life than I ever have before. So I'm, yeah, that is my spiel on everything that I've experienced in living in a new city. And if you want any tips on in terms of meeting new people, as I said before, opening yourself up to the opportunity to meet new people. There was a night where I went shopping one time and this girl at the store invited me out for drinks. And they were like, literally in like less than an hour, we're all off. We're going to go get drinks. What's your Instagram, whatever. So I was like, are you sure? hundred percent. She's like, yeah, yeah. I'm literally going to call you right after we get off. And, um, like, I'll let you know where to meet. We'll be in Yaletown. I was like, amazing. So I ran home, got re-ready, like redid my makeup, redid my hair. I'm sitting, waiting for their call. And like, it was like way past the time that they should have called by then. And I waited like an extra half an hour, never heard from them. And I was so upset because I was like, are you kidding me? And I felt so like shameful, I guess, because, you know, I put myself out there. It was kind of, and they asked me, which was just the most annoying part, but I was like, oh my God, of course this would happen to me. And I started to kind of get into that spiral. And I thought, you know what? Fuck this. It's a Saturday night. I'm going out. So I took myself out for dinner to a bar, met a bunch of people. And it was like the greatest night. 
and you really never know who you're going to be. Like, it's so wild, especially, I feel like Vancouver is one of those magical fucking cities. It is a revolving door sometimes. Like, some people come here for a couple months and then they leave, and that's something that's, like, quite common. I mean, fuck, I was here for eight days, signed a six-month lease, and now I'm staying, but, like, I could have only been here for six months, and that's something that is very common. It's the most expensive city in North America, so it's also very expensive to live in. So not everyone can do it long-term, for sure. And, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to settle here for, like, my whole life. It's just, it's amazing right now. But it's so funny when you don't know who you can meet. Like, I met one of my best friends through someone I know from Toronto. She and I worked together um, at one point, and she works in PR. And then one of her colleagues, like, basically came to the bar that we were all at to all get together. And she has become, like, my best friend now. And it's, like, so weird how that works out. And it's so funny. You don't know who you're going to meet. And also, like, just sometimes, like, you know people, like, mutual people. And you're like, wait, what? How do you know them? You're interested in the same things. Like, it's just so crazy. And I'd say diversifying your group is really important too like just meeting people some people love like health and fitness other people love hiking other people love to go out every weekend and you know just finding a bunch of different people to really like fill you up and that energize you and that inspire you like I think that is the coolest thing and I think my part that I'm really proud of is putting myself out there in this city and being able to always being open to new experiences. And yeah, I think that's what's made it so much fun. And I think I'm growing into such a different person because of it and in a really beautiful way. So I definitely recommend if you are dying to move to a new city, move to a new fucking city because leave your hometown, like get out of the space that you're comfortable in because there's no other way around it, but to just experience life man it's so much fun and it's so main character energy I love it I love it I love it I love it and I did this because I wanted to and yes there are things that have surprised me but that is okay like that is where the growth happens if I stayed in the same spot that never had anything surprise me that would be pretty dull and boring and I can't relate so I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope there were some takeaways that you enjoyed about meeting new people, moving to a new city, and moving through loneliness. I really... 20s are so weird. If you have a chance to read The Defining Decade, that was a book that changed my life personally. But I I think everyone in their 20s and 30s needs to read it. Like, it's such a good book. If you're a parent, read that. Like, it's so amazing. There's a version in the early 2000s, and there's a new updated version for 2021. I recommend reading both. I've read both multiple times now, and I fucking love it. So... I, that is my Friday. I think I'm verbally ran out. I'm, my brain is starting to dwindle. So I'm going to (laughs) go. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, you can find me on Instagram at the not so average batch and at for what for who podcast. I will see you next Friday. I hope you have an amazing weekend. Go have a spicy mark. Enjoy life. Happy fall. Happy October. And yeah, love yourself, love others and wash your fucking hands. I'll see you guys next week.